Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so... Thank you. Someone clip that. I'm not playing in your league unless I can draft myself. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of football, I live a pretty boring life. With Matt Harmon. This is an anti-getting greedy podcast here. I've seen you guys' podcast have blown up here recently, so glad to get on. It's Wednesday, December 13th, and that means it's time for another awesome episode of Eckler's Edge. Joining me, as he always is, is LA Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Austin! What's going on, buddy? Oh, Matt. Um, well, after you get a win, your your mentally, your mental is, is a lot better. Is in a lot better space. But uh, the physical part of the body still beat up. Um, that's why it was only one fist pump today instead of the usual double fist pump. My shoulder um, is feeling some type of way, but no, um, no problem because uh, it'll be good uh, by Sunday. But looking forward to this episode, and uh, let's get into it, man. Yeah, man. It was funny during the uh, pre-production meeting yesterday. It was like, oh, Austin, you must be if a couple of producers like, hey, Austin, you must be feeling great. It's like, well, yeah, I feel great that we won, but also still feel like uh, <laughs> still feel like I took a bunch of hits. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the yeah. up and down thing that we always talk about every single week. But hey, Austin, it's um, almost the end of the year. You know, this is a, a great time when people are looking for causes to donate to charities, stuff like that. So Maybe people are out there in the holiday spirit in lieu of uh, promoting the giveaways, which, of course, are are always still active. Why don't you tell the people like where they should consider donating to the Austin Eckler Foundation? Yeah, um, through my foundation, we basically just implement resources back into uh, the community. For instance, we're building a weight room um, as our next project uh, for a school out here in, in uh, California. Um, we've done stuff all across the nation. We've done we've basically donated anything from like uh, school equipment to like bigger projects. Like I said, the weight room, washers and dryers, things like that. And it's all across the nation. Um, All the way, I guess we've gone out as far as Chicago uh, for a football program and, you know, donated some supplies to them. So really uh, all the donations that go to the Austin Eckler Foundation, whether you make them directly or if you buy our merch, um, that could be a good holiday gift. Some uh, get you some Austin Eckler Foundation merch. We have a couple different lines on there. All of those profits go to um, all of our projects as well. So there's a couple different ways you can get involved. Um, but yeah, everything goes back to, like I said, tangible resources that people can use to help better themselves. The things that you might think is normal in your life that you know some communities, some people don't really have access to. So that's what we're really uh, focusing on with our foundation. So I appreciate you, Matt. Let me get a plug there. Um, and check us out, yeah, at austineckler.com. Um, you can check out all the projects we've done, everything we have going on, and how to donate. 
Hey, the merch is a great idea, right? Especially, uh, I always say this, if if you have Austin on a fantasy team and you win a title this year with Austin or a daily fantasy, anything like that, take some of those. And you look, you, it's, you can give the money to the cause while also like getting yourself an Austin Eckler t-shirt uh, to, you know, celebrate the fact that he won you a bunch of fantasy stuff like that. So all good stuff there. That's how we build a great community here in the fantasy football world. Let's get right into it, Austin. We got a lot to talk about here today. We've got AJ Brown coming up later in the show. That's pretty exciting. I'm very gassed up for that interview, uh, which we haven't done yet. So that's authentic. I'm gassed up about it. But let's get into it first here. Chargers 23, Dolphins 17. Fun game all around to watch. Very stressful game all, all around to watch. But there's a lot of things um, we we can talk about here, Austin. But what, what were your thoughts generally on the game and, and how you performed and how the offense performed? Well, I mean, at this point in the season, that's what I'm just expecting from us. Um, it's a stressful game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's not a stressful game, I'm surprised yeah. at this point. You know, our games have always been using the entire 60 minutes. This one was no different coming down to a last onside kick that was dribbling around on the ground. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, no. Um, and so, yeah, it didn't disappoint as far as, you know, the the intensity of the severity of every single second um, in that play. So that was, uh, you know, to be expected. But offensively, um, you know, we came out strong. Um, and then the NFL is the NFL, right? You go through ups and downs and we're trying to limit our downs. And, you know, we just had too many negative plays there in the third quarter, which I think really kept us from shutting them away and making it a three-score game when we have an opportunity to do that. Um and so guess what? Here they come. You know, Tyree catches one down the sideline, puts him down three. Man, that, some crazy plays there for their crazy offense. Plays, you know, yeah. they, the old fumble rooski, you know. I, <laughs> just I've like never seen up, that. Right, boys? I, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever seen uh, an offensive lineman at the bottom of the scrum. Shout out to Teron Armstead. Just flip that bad boy up uh, to Tyree Kill. But hey, if you got a guy like Tyree Kill, I guess you can you could put that play in the playbook. You could practice that. Yeah. That yeah. You know, somehow we're going to get the ball to number 10 and let him go run as fast as he can. You know, no one else can catch him. So, um, you know, I, I've actually seen a play like that happen before where Melvin Gordon was running the ball, gets stripped, Keenan picks it up and runs it for a touchdown. So I guess that was just karma uh, yeah. coming back. Yeah, there you um, go. And, you know, evening it out there. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun game offensively, you know, even though it wasn't as as sharp as we would have liked it, um, ups and downs, seeing, I think what was most exciting was seeing some of our playmakers back in the lineup doing what they do. Mike Williams. Yeah. Gosh, that guy's amazing. Um, and then also Keenan Allen. And so just having Justin being able to throw the ball to those guys changes our entire offense. Um, it allows us to, to really be, uh, I feel like a high, a high efficient, high efficiency offense where we have so many different people. You can get the ball to me, Keenan, um, Gerald had a, good, uh, a couple good catches. Um, Josh Palmer had some big third downs, right? It's like, yes, we have all of our offensive skill weapons back. So it was, uh, it was really fun. Um, obviously cause we got to win too. Yeah, for sure. I, I saw you on, uh, I talked about this on the show before, uh, you know, that like I write my recap column for Sunday night football and you know, the TV is just on in the background. So, um, the show here in, on the West Coast, The Challenge, comes on on NBC. So I saw you talking to the boys, uh, uh, Petros and Fred, after the game. And, like, you basically you said, like, we still haven't put it all together right. Like, that was a great, a, a good game, good performance by the offense, but you're still looking for that complete four-quarters game. Uh, I, I definitely hear that. But it was a, a, a real fun performance from the passing game, especially. I mean, Justin Herbert, like, that that game just really showed, and obviously we talked about the take bowl, right? Like Tua versus Herbert, all the takes online, the Twitter stuff, right? But I think that game really showed 
a lot of what you talked about last week, what makes him such like a special player, the what he does pre-snap, what he how he plays so well within the timing and the rhythm of the offense. So I, I thought it was just an awesome performance by him. And look, I've said this a lot with with um Mike and Keenan being out, like show me the NFL offense that like can lose its top two receivers and just not skip a beat. Any quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's not it's not how this league works. Um, you know, that's why we pay those guys so much money because they're such a pivotal part of the offense. Um, and when you don't have them, it definitely shows. You know, that's I still caught eight balls, you know. I feel like that's just our identity at this point. You yeah. know, like we're not a run heavy offense. We're gonna let Justin sling that thing around. That's where our strengths are. So um, you know, we people talk about identities and ours is definitely uh throwing the ball out to, to our guys and letting Justin maneuver in the pocket or even move the pocket and let him get his eyes downfield and air that thing out. Or if not, find his boy in the flat and I'll hopefully make somebody miss yeah. um, and get some yardage. I was going to share this stat from Field Gates. Uh, he said, Austin Eckler is now up to 93 catches on the season. That's the most uh, catches by any running back through 13 games in NFL history. He's on pace for 122, which would break Christian McCaffrey's record of 116. That was in 16 games uh, for the most catches by any running back in a season. I know that you said you have mixed feelings about the whole catch and passes deal, but I mean, in some ways they can be like a replace when your run game's not clicking and firing on all cylinders, like they can be a replacement for the run game in that way. Yeah, and that's that's exactly how it's been for us. Um, I'm still pretty disappointed in our run game. Uh, sure. We need to get that going, absolutely. Um, whatever the factor is, we need to get it fixed just so we can be a complete offense. And if we have the lead, we can you know burn some time off the clock. We're not forced to pass because our run game isn't where it is. So, I mean, something we always work on. Um, but it's like, okay, if it's not working, okay, how else can we get the ball to you know to Austin? How can I get the ball? Well, it's like, hey, we can still throw him to mid checkdowns. We can still get some screens up to him, which were big in that game. You know, right before the half, got down the screen, down to the one yard line, and then fourth and one, they were able to punch it in. Um, and so, you know, Joe does a great job, I think, of filling the game and then just trying to adjust during the game. Yeah. Um, and. You know, when you're when you're playing like that, I think it allows for you to play to your strengths, and especially when when you have a lot of guys banged up. It's like, okay, who's who's hot, who's not, what's working, what's not, right? right. And that's how he's going to play, and that's kind of how we've been the entire season. Yeah, I think this was one of uh, Lombardi's better games, like uh, getting Justin out of the pocket, those in-game adjustments, like you mentioned. That was that was all really good stuff to see. We'd be remiss if we didn't shout out the Chargers defense, though. That and Brandon Staley, I think, put together. You know, Staley's taking some heat again. You know, we know the whole media deal, whatever this year, but. I thought that was a great game plan. And now I think it's a test for, for the dolphins going forward. Like if you're going to play them physical uh, on the outside, you're going to press those guys and disrupt the timing of the play. Now that's like, you know, they're going to enter another chapter where they have to sort of not redefine their identity, but find a new, like a counter punch basically to what they showed in the first 12 weeks. So hell of a game by the chargers defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, man, the game plan that we put in, like, like you said, you right on top of it. I don't know if you saw it or you saw it live or you heard Staley talk about it. But yeah, he's like, hey, we're gonna just, we're not just gonna let these guys run down the field. Yeah, you know these guys got some of the fastest guys in the league, right? We're gonna shut them down. We're gonna, like you said, disrupt their their timing. Um, and it's exactly what they did, and they were able to stay attached enough to to be in position to make plays. So shout out to those guys shutting down ten for the, for the most part. You know, a couple fluke plays. You know, the fumble Ruski, and then you know our corners right next to him falls down. Um, so, you know, we still ended up doing some stuff for the fantasy world, but for the most part, we shut him down in the game. That's the thing is 
it's not too dissimilar in where I first noticed it was the 49ers game. Like, and I'm obviously if, if I noticed it, let me tell you what Brandon Staley obviously notices it. He's going back and watch the film was doing like the press coverage is different than what a lot of other teams had played um, them through the course of the season, the Miami Dolphins. And you're going to, I mean, look, Tyreek's on the other side, you Jalen Waddle's on the other side. You're going to have one or two plays where, you know, you get embarrassed. Right. But, um, yep. that, but the, for the yep. most part though, you, you keep them at bay. It was a successful game plan. Great stuff by the Chargers defense. That was good to see. All right, Austin. Great stuff. We'll move away from that game. We'll jump into the mailbag here because we have some really good questions that I'm I'm curious about here. Ask Austin at YahooSports.com. Again, send your written emails in, your audio emails, whatever you got. We will talk about them on the show. Youssef sends a couple good questions in here. First one is, can you describe what a, quote, limited practice looks like? Do you put on pads? Do you mm. run laps? Uh, how should we think about players that got in a limited practice from a fantasy perspective? Do we run laps? That's hilarious. <laughs> hey, you're hurt. Take a couple laps. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a limited practice is is definitely, um, you know, I guess depended or I guess determined on what the injury is. Meaning if you have like a shoulder injury, you might be limited. It might just um, go through individual, which is kind of like our after a warm-up, we kind of split up um, and go through some individual drills like running backs will go um, do some ball handling with their uh, uh, quarterbacks, maybe catch some routes from them and then do some like bag drills or work on like ball security, stuff like that. Um, then you won't get any practice reps. A lot of the times it just means you're either getting – a certain number of practice reps or none, but you're going through this, the warm up. Um, Cause if, if you're out, then you can't participate. You didn't participate in the warm up. You didn't do anything. So limited would just be doing the next above that, which could be even the warm up. You could be considered limited. So there's a really broad range as far as what limited could mean. So it's really hard determining if someone is limited in practice, whether it's like good or not, like, are they going to be able to play? Cause they might've just warmed up and did nothing the rest of the day, or they might've done, you know, for everything and for practice reps, but they were still limited because they didn't participate maybe in one of the periods. So yeah, that's what I would have to say about limited. I was limited this year um, with an oblique and I think I had like two, I had like two practice reps and that was pretty much it. And then I was done for the rest of the day, but I still did everything else. So I was able to play still. I have been sort of banging this drum lately that like, because there's a section of fantasy writers, fantasy analysts that are like, oh, you know, the injury report, got to focus on the injury report. And it's definitely obviously a piece of the puzzle, but it's not like the the end all be all for these things, right? Because there's there's levels to limited, there's levels to, you know, that to full participation, all that type of stuff, right? And um, even even a great example is this uh, T Higgins this past week, like was a full participant in Friday practice and then they decided to, to play him one snap and that was it. And it's like, oh, you started T Higgins, you... And I, I did in one spot. You started T. Higgins, you ate that zero, and you had no idea it was coming. So some, there's right. some stuff going on with the injury report there. So I wanted to hear your yeah. thoughts on that. That's good. But that's the gray area that, you know, the I feel like you guys' analysis, like that's where you have to like really spend, I think, a good amount of time. If you can get good at being like, hey, this person's down, this would be a good replacement, like the yeah. kind of the backups or the injury reports, right? That's where I feel like a lot of people are are searching for answers at like, hey, what I don't have this guy anymore. Who else should I pick up? Right. Um my thing so is always just yeah. don't be too confident in your ability to forecast based off the injury report. It's like I think yes. that like knowing when to say I don't know or knowing when to say like I don't have all the answers is a very valuable trait in life. And I think it is certainly a very valuable thing in, in football. Like, you know, you can make yourself look like a real idiot if you come out hard on like I this is what's gonna happen because yeah, of this, yeah, this, yeah. and this. 
like you have to leave some degrees of uncertainty there. Otherwise, again, you just make yourself look like a like a jackass. Yeah, and just know teams purposefully don't let all of the details out, yes. right? Like to protect themselves, to protect that player, uh, protect the game plan for the week. So. Yeah, don't beat yourself up because you don't know. It's okay. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> no basically that's what that I'm team. yeah, that's what I'm implying here is that there yeah. are some yeah. there's some gamesmanship there. There is some protecting of the players and everything like that. And you know, you talk up at the top of the show about oh my shoulders really, you know, bug me. I mean t- I don't think you're gonna pop up on the injury report, you know, with like a no. yeah, exactly. So but there yeah, are yeah. still things that you guys are dealing with, and I think that's always uh important. Yusef right. also wrote another question. I won't read the whole thing out because um, you know, we gotta get to the AJ Brown interview here in a little bit, but basically was the 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 long and short of it uh, for the second part was, you know, what are your thoughts on kind of practice rest uh, versus rust for a team like the 49ers example? If they that was Yusef's thing was if they beat the Seahawks this week, they can like moonwalk to the division. So what's the what's sort of the, the balance between you rest guys down the stretch to keep them healthy for the playoffs versus like, oh, do you start to get rusty and you lose your momentum? Um, Yeah, there's definitely like whether coaches talk about it or not, there's definitely some type of, I guess, feeling about, okay, are we doing too much? Um, what's not enough? You know, what's our position as far as playoffs? Like all of this has uh, a part in the equation of, you know, what you're doing with your guys. Um, and it goes down deeper than just the games, even down to practice. Um, and it also depends on who you have as a coach. You know, for us at this point in the season, you know, we're, we're, taking it back as far as the volume in practice, as far as full speed reps, we'll up our walkthrough reps and our mental reps that, um, so we can still get the actual simulation of the calls and things like that. But actually like going out there and running full speed has been tempered down just because we're getting so late into the season. Um, and at this point we pretty much have all the playbooks and adjustments that we can make. Now it's just calling different things or lining up in a different way. And then as you get into the games, I really feel like you have to keep guys in the games unless it's like that last game. Like, yeah, I feel like not be, not because like, oh, like we think we're going to, you know, we don't we don't want them to get hurt. Like you can never go into the I think to the game saying you don't want your guys to get hurt. Like you have to go out there and play because if yeah. you're worried about injuries, I feel like that's when you're like playing timid. You're like holding guys back. And then it's like I feel like that's when you're going to get injured even more. It's like yeah. go let these guys go out there, go full play full speed, how the game's supposed to be played. And, you know, you know, you see what happens at the end. But you can never pre- you can never predict you can never predict injuries. Right. That's you know? so interesting that you say that because it's such a big talking point on the outside at this time of year. Like, oh, are they going to start dialing guys back? You know, because they don't want them to get hurt. They want to save them for the playoffs. So it's interesting that in your perspective that it, it, that's like not really a thing. That's not that's not how we work either. Yeah. You know, as, <laughs> yeah. com- as competitors and as just our staff, like. W- we're not trying to go out there and be like, oh, those, we're good. Let's let's hold hold myself back like that. That I don't know. That just seems strange. Yeah, <laughs> just it, even yeah. talking about that. Um, like you know, I, I actually saw something on like TikTok. Like like Debo got hurt, and they're like, why are we running him up the middle? They already won the game. It was yeah, like Jerry Rice. Zero, Jerry like Rice that. said it. Jerry Rice was the one who said it too. And it's like yeah. it's like what do you mean? Like, that's the play. You wouldn't have said anything if he didn't get hurt. But so we just don't put him out there. We don't put any of our guys out there. Everyone sits the bench now. Like, that's not how you play this game. Um, that's not what we're out there to do. We're out there to continue to win and continue to go, um, you know, make plays. Right. And if, if you get hurt, yeah, it's unfortunate, but you're not, you're never expecting a guy to get hurt. Right. Um, so it's, it's, there's a gray area in there. Um, I think it's less gray as far as the, the players and the ownership side, more gray in the media. We're like, why'd they do that? 
Yeah. No, that's interesting because, I mean, I've definitely like had that thought, but then it's like, I mean, he could get hurt doing anything, right? Like anybody could get hurt doing anything on the field. So um, I thought exactly. that was really interesting there. Do we just not practice anymore? We don't practice anymore, Matt? Like, hey, right. we made guys made it to the playoffs. No one's practicing. I don't want any hamstrings, anything banged up. So we're just done. We're done. We're going to go out there. We're going to put, you know, all of the backups in and we're going to lose this game. Um, but we're in the playoffs still, so it doesn't matter. No, nah, you're not going to do that. And we've seen we've seen all. teams before that, like back. I feel like back in the Peyton Manning Colts era, they did that, and then they'd get stomped in like the first round of the playoffs because you know they come in cold, whatever. They're out of rhythm. Who knows? But it just who like it's it's a like you said, it's a gray area for sure. I feel like you could justify it more in the last game. The yeah, last game of the I, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's when you that's when you see it. Um, but yeah, I think that's when you see it. But. Maybe not in like mm-hmm. week 16, 17 stuff. Like, yeah, no. yeah, nah, nah. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll save uh, the last question we've got here for next week because it's a good one. I want to kind of dive into it. But I do want to just talk about uh, your matchup this week before we throw to A.J. Brown here. You guys are going against the Tennessee Titans. By the way, great run defense. So, you know, maybe a little more, maybe more passes to Eckler. Uh, maybe 12, <laughs> 11, who the hell knows? Uh, I don't know. But you are obviously going up against another great running back in Derrick Henry who – sort of busted a slump last week. Like the, the four games coming into this, he was averaging, you know, 2.8 yards per carry. It wasn't great. The efficiency wasn't there. The run game wasn't clicking, but then he I averaged like seven against the Jaguars last week. Derek is a great player. Uh, Derek's a hell of a nice guy too. always say that he's like the nicest player in the NFL, but what, how do you feel about him as a player, you know, going against a guy that is a running back, but completely different style than you. Yeah, you know, he was one of my first-round picks um, Shout out. in one of my leagues. So I've been – the reason I say that is because I've been watching him. You know, like the guy – I watch my players uh, throughout the season, make sure I follow him. That's how I actually become fans of of guys like AJ Brown, actually, yeah. who we're talking to next. Um, he was one of my picks as well. And uh, just watching Derek, like if you're playing the if you're playing the Titans, what do you got to do? Like you better stop Derek Henry. It, the games where Derek Henry goes off is the games that they're in and they're winning. Um, and so – that's going to be the game plan for any team that's playing him because he's the best player on their team as far as, you know, explosiveness, as far as big play, making ability, as far as getting in the end zone. And, you know, he's rightfully earned that, right, over his past uh, couple of years and what he's been able to do and just running through people. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely different play style, different type of body. I'm probably the smart, smallest starting running back in the league. Yeah. He's definitely the biggest starting you know, running back in the league. Um or close to it, anyway. I mean, there's some other big guys out there. I know. I Najee, think he, t- Najee's I think he takes the cake. I think he takes the cake at least from a height I, I perspective. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think not. Was Najee's like six two, six three? I don't he's know. He's up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of those bigger backs, but not just not just big, just just efficient too. Um, and what's so crazy about Derek? He just makes it look so easy. Like I know he looks like he's just like striding it out I out know. there, but. He's out running dudes, man. It's those long strides that get going. And then he just stiff arming, running through D-line. I, I watched this man. This is something that I don't have in my game just from a physics standpoint. I watched this dude get around the corner, stiff arm a D-lineman, right? And then continue to get around the corner and get up the field. It's like, yeah, see, if I try to stiff arm him, I, I got about <laughs> – Eight inches that I'm not getting there. And so D-line's just going to grab me and sling me to the ground. Um, And so it's a different type of play style that you'll see from, you know, from us uh, going against each other uh, this Sunday. But um, still going to be a great battle. Um, You know, I'll do do my work uh, catching the ball um, as long as as well as running. And, you know, we'll uh, see if our defense can put another stop together um, of this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. 
he, he's a tough guy to go against. Such oh, a yeah. such a fun, unique player too. I love guys that are kind of like one of one. It's because it's so rare. There's so many great athletes in the NFL, but yeah, a guy like him, he's just he's so unique as a rusher. And I love the way they're getting him. Uh, I'm sure you guys have your, your defense talk about this. Daily's talk about this. Like the way they've gotten him involved in the screen game, not catching yeah. freaking eight to ten passes like you are every single week, but you know three plays like that out in the open field, he can do a lot of damage. So it's really cool. That's going to yeah. be a fun. And when game he gets running, oh no, good luck. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh luck, <man>. no, <laughs> it's all right, a big body. We got to throw it to former Titans receiver A.J. Brown, current Eagles wide receiver for a great chat. Let's hear what we had to say. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and JJ discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right, joining us now is Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown joins us today reminding you to try Old Spice Gentleman's Blend deodorants and body washes crafted to be gentle on the skin with ridiculously long-lasting freshness. You can buy Old Spice Gentleman's Blend in stores now. A.J. Brown, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Um, just Before we get into this, I just got to let you know, uh, we're a fantasy show. We talk fantasy, and I... I I've known who you were, um, but I have actually had you on my team this year. And so I've been following your your season. And so I, I have become a big fan. Um, and so I just love, I love to shout out the guys that come on the show that I have on my team because I've become fans of all of them. I think that's just the power of fantasy football that sometimes guys overlook where it's like, I had no business, you know, really diving into your season. But because of fantasy, man, it brings us all together. Um, uh-huh. So I appreciate your craft and what you've been doing, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you for drafting me. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Are you uh you involved in any any of the fantasy stuff? You got a team? You mess with it at uh, all? Uh not this year. Not this year. Uh, not last this year, year I, I I dove in a little bit. Uh it was definitely fun. So Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, definitely uh, been creating a lot of fans besides me out there, um, nationwide. Um, and that's that's one of the powers of fantasy football. Um and heck yeah, man. So so keep it up, brother. Keep it up. Appreciate you. Yeah, pretty good draft pick uh, you could make there. That's for sure. Hey, AJ, you know, obviously going to the Eagles this year, you know, I don't normally do the whole old tweet thing, uh, but somebody brought a tweet of mine uh, that I had during the draft when you got traded back to, to my attention where uh, I, you know, it's, it's a good thing. Trust me. Trust me. OK, I, OK. I, okay. I, so I said uh, when you got traded, I was like, listen, this guy, AJ Brown has top five wide receiver talent. Like he is that good. And you got a bunch of goofballs replying to my tweet. Like, well, if only he had a quarterback, if only his quarterback could throw. Um, So a lot of criticism of Jalen hurts before you got there. And look, I I think it was uh, number one. I think it was unwarranted, but number two, I think you being there has brought out like a new level of Jalen. You guys have brought out really the best in each other. What has that dynamic been like? And and were people just wrong about Jalen or is he taking another step this year? I think people were definitely wrong about him. Uh, but definitely, I think he's just still just tuning up his games, tuning up the me- mechanics of his game. Um, and uh, it just kind of just show you, like, what type of person he is, what type of 
how hard he works. Um, um, because me, I saw it up close and personal how hard he worked his offseason mm-hmm. and uh, and what he wanted to become. And right now, we're witnessing right before our eyes. Yeah, I, I saw a, a post game show after the last game, and he was talking about how he just really focused on 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 progress, right? Focus on just be, just working to get himself and his teammates better. Um, so when that that's the message in the locker room, that that's that's pretty special, right? Because that's you can't always control the results, but what you can control is the effort that you put into it. So sure. if that's the message over there, that's good stuff, man. I For love sure, it. it definitely is. It definitely is, and that's that's one of the things that you know, he preaches daily. Just trying to keep getting better as a group. You know, mm-hmm. from, check your box. Maybe check your box, and we'll, we'll all be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think what's cool, too, is that, you know, there have been people on the outside. They're like, wow, A.J. Brown's like getting these targets on go routes. Like, I didn't even know he could do that stuff. And, you know, based on what he did in Tennessee, I'm like, bro, this stuff is on film. Like you could see A.J. Brown rip people up on go routes, but it's just different quarterbacks and different styles. So I think that's the cool thing is that you guys have like, yeah, obviously, I think having a top level receiver like yourself makes life easier for the quarterback. But I think in a lot of ways, too, the way Jalen loves to throw outside the numbers has, has brought out like or shined a new light on something that you do really well as well. I definitely think so. I think in the past, uh, it was just kind of like more controlled and, and, and you know, um, in Tennessee, um, you know, uh, I definitely did the same thing I did in, in, in Tennessee yeah. as I'm doing now. But, <laughs> uh, but I think I think another thing, the market is kind of is bigger here and, you know, just more spotlight, you know. So, uh, and, you know, of course, I think the, the our record kind of speaking for itself, it just, you know, bringing more eyes to it. So, you know, I'm just... Better just watching more. I think that's all. Yeah, I think that probably is it. You play for some of those NFC East teams, and and there's a lot of attention. Uh, but this year it's been for sure. It, it yeah. What what has that experience been like going from like a small market team uh, to a team in in Philly that there's a lot of attention. I mean, my my wife and I are watching a, a sh- the show. Um, oh, what's the show? Abbott Elementary, and you know it's staged in, yeah. in Philadelphia. And they're the first yeah. episode. They're like Eagles got AJ Brown, man. You know, so yeah. it's a different level of a fan <laughs> that's base. Crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Shout out to that show. I want to be on that show. <laughs> Just Dude, they got. To get you on the show get 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 you on the show <laughs> yeah that's crazy but just just changing markets it's just been everything uh we're getting ready for they're talking about the dallas game and we're two weeks mm. away you know it's that they, they're treating it like it's a playoff game they that that type of animosity the game brings and i think the market just does that for you you know they they, they want they want to see the cowboys they want to see the eagles that's always a tough matchup so that just kind of show you um how the market how the market is here in Philly. Um so um I'm definitely enjoying it. It's not a playoff game, but it's it's a regular season game and that's how I look at it. But it definitely it's 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 all along. I think last time we played the Cowboys like twenty two million was watching. Like that's crazy. <laughs> that's a regular season game, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Man, and once you when you get that fan base buy in uh, I feel like it just it adds layers to the motivation for you to want to play. Sure. We're already hi- highly motivated, right? But we can yeah. always use more, um, and we'll t- we'll take anything that we can get. Um, and so when you have the fans behind you as well, because uh, mm-hmm. right now we're we're in LA, man. It, it's a tough it's a tough town out here to play in. You know, we're, we're building, <laughs> we're building. You know, it takes time to get into the community because there's a lot of roots that are really deep out here, and we're the new Got kids on the block. You know, but when we go to these places, you know, we play some some uh, teams like KC, Denver, where they have these roots just in their in mm-hmm. their uh, community, man. And just to feel the passion of that, it's pretty special. I know Philly's like that. We we're out there a couple years For ago sure. too, man. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely it's definitely fun to see um, football try to take its roots here uh, in LA. But you know, we'll, it's tough, we'll, man. It's tough sledding out here, man. There's a lot going on. 
it is a lot going on. It's a lot, like I said, a lot of celebrities out there. So, right, it's, right. it's, it's, it's a lot going on in LA. <laughs> yeah, right, and the weather's good too. You know, you got people out here. It's like yeah. su- it's like sub fifty degrees, and people are in their parkas, and it's like apparently, <laughs> apparently, no place is colder in human history than L.A. when it gets below sixty degrees. So, it's a weird place. But um, last question, at least for me, uh, AJ. You know, I do I do a series called Reception Perception where I chart routes for wide receivers and you know try to dive into the technique and how much you guys get open. You obviously pride your you pride yourself on your ability to get open. It's literally uh, in your in your Twitter handle. Again, I think people are are really tuned into it more this year. But your teammate Devonte Smith, that's another guy that is. I mean, I don't think getting enough attention for the season that he's having. And and I mean, he won the Heisman Trophy. People know who he is. But sure. talk yeah. about sort of the death the the development that he has taken this year, and also just like the dynamic that you two play off each other. Because I really feel like you are one of these these wide receiver duos that it's not really a one and a two as great as you are, I feel like it's kind of a 1A and a 1B situation you got there. I truly believe so. Uh, uh, the has been great this year, but that just goes to like his skill set and how hard he works too. Uh, he's a very slippery receiver. You know, uh, it's, it's if you cover him, if you put one guy over there, I would say good luck, you know. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the good thing about it, um, I get cornerback number one and he's going to get cornerback number two and he's going to kill cornerback number two <laughs> you know so, so uh, like I said you, you better put, I, I would say you put help on his side you, you, I would say put help on his side if, I, if I'm a coaching staff if I'm on the coaching staff but he's been doing a great job um, I, you know I wasn't on the team last year so I don't know you know how he was last year but I'm pretty sure he did really well but just seeing the progress just from camp and, and from now you know uh, he's going to have a long career he's going to have a long career he you know, he has just a feel for getting open, you know, and, you know, current separation. Yeah, it's great stuff. I feel like you guys have a great offense there of just folks that were, you know, kind of a little bit doubted too, right? Because Devontae was, is he too skinny for the NFL? Jalen Hurts, can he can he actually become a real quarterback? Whatever, you know, you like, can he keep up the production change of teams? I feel like that kind of underdog mentality fits well in the city of Philadelphia and you guys are the number For one sure. seed right now. So no real underdog status anymore, man, but uh, it's been a hell of a hell of a season to watch the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank you. Like I say, man, paper doesn't play football. You know, we do. We got to go out there and prove it. Exactly. exactly. You've been doing it, man. And so, like I said, we'll leave you with this, man. I appreciate you, uh, uh, co- you know, coming out here, doing your thing, man. Like I said, you got a new fan. You got a new fan <laughs> out here in LA, man. So much. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Absolutely. That's great stuff. Well, hey, AJ, good luck the rest of the season. Stay healthy. Continue to crush it, man. It's been great to watch the Eagles, and uh, it should be fun as you make a postseason push here. Even if you got some re- big regular season games coming up, we know there's some bigger things on the horizon, man. So good luck the for rest sure. of the way. For sure. Thank you. All right. Have a good one, brother. All right. Thank you all for having me. All right. Shout out to AJ Brown for a great interview. Austin, shout out to you to a, for a great show as always. That's going to do it for us on this week's episode of Eckler's Edge. Of course, Remember, you can send in questions to askaustin at yahoosports.com. You can follow Austin on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. You can follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there, for God's sakes, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. And don't forget to vote for Austin in the Pro Bowl. It's all over his Twitter. Make sure you're doing that. I will be back with a special guest tomorrow for Stat Nerd Thursday. Until then, we're out.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.